As I get older, the more I value realness. I think the church can be so religious at times that it abandons and judges its own. When I got saved, I thought I would experience a linear progression towards perfection. My face would become brighter and brighter, and people would have to put a veil over my face like they did Moses. Boy, has that not been the case. Sometimes, I'm holding on to Jesus so tight just so I could make it another day. I thank God that he's never forsaken me, that I could always run to him when things get messy, especially when the problems are my fault. I thank God for people like Patricia who choose to trust God in their loneliest times. Patricia, I think you're a warrior for being so vulnerable in this episode so that others can see your light and hold on to hope, proving to them that there's so much blessing, even after divorce. The Bible gives us a promise that our latter times shall be greater, and I wholeheartedly believe that. Hope is the vital ingredient to keep us moving forward. But man, life gets hard. Listener, I'm here to tell you it gets better, and I'm rooting for you to keep going. Let's start the show. Hey, welcome to Chasing the Kingdom, where our goal is to provide hope and wisdom for spirit-led entrepreneurs. I'm John Balawa, and I believe God wants to use entrepreneurs to make the world better. Romans 8.19 says that the world is decaying and groaning for the revealing of God's sons and daughters. And that means the world needs you. And there are problems that can't be solved until you step into your God-given identity. If you want to stir up those gifts, then you're in the right place. Let's get hyped up for today's show. Well, um, at that time, I I had quit my job, and I, w- I was going to seminary school. I was working on my master's in practical theology. I have a bachelor in business, and and then I was working on my my master's in theology. And I I thought that as soon as I graduated with a master's in theology, that is like all these doors were going to be open. But no, like after it's like interesting, like. I, I have watched many of my friends, my friends and I, we all went through a similar um, journey is that we had to go through a wilderness season during that time. And just like Jesus, I mean, Jesus, you know, when he was baptized, it was the beginning of his ministry. And, you know, God opens the heavens and he's like, this is my son who I'm well pleased with. You know, he's like declaring his love. The Holy Spirit is upon him. Everybody could see that. You would think that they were like, wow, Jesus's ministry is just about to go. But before that, he had to go through, you know, 40 days, you know, of, of fasting and, t- and um, testing. And some some people, the time of, of testing can be short and the wilderness can be short. Some others is longer. It just depends what God has to work in our hearts. You know, he had to work. He had to work a lot in me. So. Before he could really launch my ministry, he had to work because when in the very beginning, when I was um, sharing my testimony, as soon as I got saved, I'm like, God, what can I do for you? And I started on that do, 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 you know, but during this time it's like, now I'm going to teach you how to be. Mm-hmm. And he had to break all the altars in my life. I had a lot of idols in my life and he had to break it. Um, 
one of the idols in my life was my husband at the time. And I idolized him and I wanted to make him happy. I, he was miserable. Um, so when, when I first got saved and I, it's like, you have these whole new lenses, right? And you're like questioning everything. And I was like, how, uh, are you, are you sure you're saved? Because how come you didn't share the gospel with me? Like, you know, like I, I, I'm, I wasn't saved. Like, wouldn't you want to make sure that your wife's safe? Because he grew up Baptist and he said a Baptist, you know, church. He got saved, you know, at age nine, was baptized at age 13. Uh, but he, and I was like, you don't go to church. You don't pray. You don't read the Bible. Like, are you, are you sure you're saved? Cause now I want to make sure you're saved because I love you. And I, and, and, you know, and I want to make sure that, that we're equally yoked. And my, me questioning him caused him to question his faith. And it sent him into a journey. So here I am running into Jesus's arms. And here he is questioning, what do I want? Because I don't want to run into Jesus's arms. And it took, you know, of course, people don't make these decisions, you know, overnight. But he was going on a journey that it led him to become an atheist. It was really hard. But during this process, uh, he was really miserable and, you know, depressed. And he really, he is an entrepreneur. And he, he had this desire to run his own business. And, you know, he was working for Samsung and just like very a brilliant man and just hard worker and was, you know, um, just a rising star at Samsung. Um, but in, in a man of integrity, when they were asking him to fudge numbers on reports, because, you know, Samsung wanted to be Apple. So he, he, they wanted him to fudge some numbers. Um, he refused. And basically they um, were giving him an exit package. And that's really when I always prayed for him. But during this season is when I started interceding for him like a full-time job, it seemed like. I, I, would, I would pray for that man so much. And I would just see the Lord answering my prayers just so in an incredible way. Like, so here he gets a six-month exit package. And uh, as I was praying, I was like, Lord, I pray that you will bless him because he was integrity. He's now leaving his high status. You know, he was a director at, at Samsung. And I was like, now he's like... um He's leaving this, the, everything he worked for because he stood up for integrity because he wouldn't budge numbers. So I said, God, I pray that you will honor him, that you will give him another great job and that he will not even go one day without a job. And the Lord just connected him with somebody that used to work at Samsung that was working for a company here in Orlando. And um, they he, he basically said, do you want my job? Because... I am leaving to go to Verizon. So if you want, I can talk to this other person that we, you know, because he also used to work at Samsung and I can set up, you know, a call. So on a four, on a Saturday afternoon at four o'clock, he, he talks to, you know, this VP and he's like, uh, they have a, a 20 minute conversation. He was like, how much are you making? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll send you a proposal. I mean, it was that easy. So he had a lateral move, like in terms um, of position and pay, uh, like just that easy. And, and he still got to keep his six months package, which, you know, it was just like a God thing. But um, 
he then the Lord um, opened opportunity for him for us to move to Orlando for him to be the COO um, of this company. I think it was like two years later. And but he he was expecting a high number because he was like, wow, now I'm going to be a COO. So then all of a sudden his ego was, you know, pretty high. And he was like, I um, I expect to get paid, you know, this salary. And the company was like, I, I can't afford this salary. I can afford, you know, I can give you a raise, but it's not going to be that. And he felt offended and he felt rejection. He was like, I'm not, you don't feel like I'm good enough. So he, he, he took that as rejection and that just tanked him into a depression, like really bad. He was working from home because the company was here in Orlando. We were still um, in the Dallas area and he was like really struggling. So he said, you know what, when we feel rejected, the first thing we want to do is we find, we want to find someone who accepts us, right? And, but the thing is like, it has to be, you know, the, the will of God. When, when he, when this opportunity came up, you know, for him to, uh, apply for being the CEO of this, of this company, he came to me and he said, Patricia, there's this opportunity, but it would require us to move to Orlando. Well, I was so settled in Dallas and I was settled in my ways. And my first response was, there's no way we're moving. I mean, we had made a deal that we wouldn't get our kids, move our kids out of school. Uh, my church is here. My ministry's here. Everything is here. And, um, you know, I was like, there's no way. And that day, the Lord had a lady from my prayer team, like my prayer group that I hosted in my house. Uh, she she said, hey, um, the Lord has been after me to, to give you a word for the last two months. And I really struggled to give you this word because, you know, you just moved into this house. It's such a beautiful house. And but uh, the Lord said that you and your family will move. And I was like, what? Debbie, you got to come over. Because we need to pray about this because Stephen, you know, just talked about. And she didn't know. She didn't know. Whoa. No, it was just like Holy Spirit was like two days. She told Holy Spirit told her, you have to call Patricia today. Wow. So I go I go to my husband and I said, OK, so I'll re I retract that statement that there's no way I'm going to move because God just said we're going to move. And if God wants us to move, I want to follow him. I, I want, you know, if I. If it is his will, then that's what I want. I want to be wherever God has for me. So he's like, okay. So that's when he he put in his name because Debbie came over. We prayed. And I just, the way I pray, because, you know, some of these decisions is just hard. Like, Lord, I don't even know how to pray about something like this. So I just got on the floor and I just spread myself like a cross. And I, I would just say it over and over again. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And, and the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of Man who loved me and died for me. And I was just like, God, I it's not about me. It's about you. It's, you know, like you, my my heart is yours, the light in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. So, Lord, I'm, I'm going to just keep delighting on you. And you change the desires of my heart. You put the desires that you want and you give me the, you know, and you make it happen. So that next morning, I just started looking at neighborhoods in Orlando where would be a good school system for my kids? And all of a sudden, it's like the desire to move to Orlando was just growing and growing. And I was like, wow, okay. So then I just knew that, that, that God had something special for me in Orlando. 
And this is such a, a twist story that it's going to blow people's mind of what it was that was special, you know, that was special waiting for me in Orlando. So, uh, but the Lord had a plan, you know, to bring me to Orlando. So I got resolute that the plan was to go to Orlando. But when my husband got rejected by, you know, the, his salary was not accepted, he wanted out. So he started uh, applying for other jobs. But I knew that this job was going to be the job that was going to carry us to Orlando because God kept speaking out to me. Like, I'm listening. Now Now I have ears to hear because now I'm like, okay, God. So God keeps showing me the orange license plates and my, you know, every time, you know, so in Texas, you know, you have the star. And then uh, when you see an orange, then, you know, everything gets lit up inside of me. And I'm like, Lord, what is waiting for me in Florida? And I was just like this building up excitement. And now, you know, um, he's just applying for all these jobs. So what I would do is every time he would say that he has an interview, I would just go into my closet and I'm like, Lord, um, make this easy, Lord. I pray God that because we, you know, I want your will. You know, I was not praying any witchcraft prayers. Let me just say that I was <laughs> his will. I'm like, God, you're I should hope not. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to force anything, but I was like, God, your will be done, Lord. I pray Isaiah 22, 22, Lord, that Jesus, you shut doors that no man can open, but you also open doors that no man can shut. And I would just declare that over and over again. I was like, Lord, make it easy. Make it easy for him. So he could not get past the HR, the HR, which is uh, because, you know, first you have an interview with HR. And then if you pass the HR interview, then they set you up, you know, with like a hiring manager yeah. and then there's the directors, VPs or whatever. Right. Well, he couldn't pass the HR and he was like signing up for like these expensive headhunting websites and, and help. And I mean, really, he was spending money on on trying to find a job. He did this a hundred times. OK, I'm not I kid you not. It was about a hundred times and it took, uh, I think, eight or nine months of this, you know, and I'm constantly praying like, God, if if Orlando is what you have for us then you will shut every door and then make sure that that door is open. Well, um, this took months and he was getting more and more depressed, more and more frustrated. And then um, he gets an offer from British Telecom. And I was so confused. I'm like, okay, uh, not to move to Britain or anything like that to England, but uh, they were doing something in Dallas and he he got the job. But the, the thing is, is that actually he was going to be making less money. But now at this point, he's so frustrated and he just wants out, okay, that he's willing to take whatever to get out. Well, he goes and tells his boss that he he got a job and, he, you know, he wants to, he's, a, he's about to resign. And he was like, wait, 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 don't do that yet. Let me talk to the owner of the company. So he talks to the owner of the company. He brings, you know, my husband to Orlando again. They talk. And for miraculous reason, my husband accepts the original offer. I mean, come on. Like, he accepts the very first offer that he had, you know, rejected. He accepts the offer. And then, you know, we start the process of moving to Orlando. So during that process, uh, during all this time, right, that I'm praying for him, I'm praying God, uh, that you will give him the desires for it's not just to work for a company, but to for him to own his company. He wanted to be the boss. His desire is to, to you know. So I'm praying, you know, okay, let's get us to Orlando. But I really believed that the Lord 
had something for him to do like really special so i would just pray god and i would i i thought that if god gave him the desires of his heart gave him a successful business and gave him all the money that he wanted because he kept pushing me to go back to work and even though we he was making plenty of money he kept pushing me to go back to work and i would just but i was like in ministry full time and i would just like lord give him so much money that he will just leave me alone to do what <laughs> well boy i had no idea how the lord was going to answer that prayer okay so everybody pay attention i because the lord brought me back when i was like lord what did you do and he's like well you prayed give him so much money that he will leave you alone to do whatever you know for, to do the ministry do, doing the you know the work of the lord i'm like wow okay lord so we have to be careful too with what we pray because our words have power so the Lord just orchestrated for him to be at the right place with the right people at the right time during this transition. And there was an opportunity for him to start a, a company and with somebody, you know, that uh, he used to work with at Samsung, somebody that then, you know, came with him to this other company. And this company is backed, you know, by this huge um, telecom company. And when it, I, I don't think I'm going to mention it here, but uh, it, it's like truly like a miracle. It's, it's it's a multi-million dollar deal and the Lord, you know, just made it happen. Um, so, but the thing is, is that if our hearts are not right, if we're not right with the Lord, when the blessing comes, then the spirit of mammon takes over. It, it, it's like pride and arrogance uh it's it's just that that's the driver you know and when that opportunity came and it was everything he wanted it was everything i prayed for i truly believe that the lord through my prayers just you know ushered in this huge blessing to him and when that happened and he saw the potential of this company and it was working towards it and as things was were materializing of course you know he quit his job and then he uh, started this company in Atlanta and he was like uh let's move to Atlanta and I'm like wait a minute my blessing is in Orlando he, God didn't tell me to go to Atlanta he told me to go to Orlando why don't you see how this works out in Atlanta we just bought it we built a house it took a year to build this house the girls had just got you know one was started starting middle school the other one was starting high school you know the my high schooler had just made the volleyball team and i was like move again like you know start this company and let you know this is just not a good time to move again twice in one year and as he was traveling to asia to get this company going he was just like living you know like a, a business rock star you know uh lifestyle and he was like this is all i want i don't want to be a family man anymore I'm loving my freedom. So he started thinking that he he wanted a divorce. And as soon as he saw that the company was going to hit big, he filed because everything that he made, everything that the company made after the date of filing, then uh, I, I don't get a part of. And I, I was shocked because, you know, we, we were about to celebrate 20 years of marriage. But... Um, the beginning of 2020, what's crazy, John, is that I was part of a, a small 
group, like a Bible study, a women's Bible study, and we had to reflect uh, on our lives and what we wanted, you know, the Lord to do. And I just was reflecting, like, my life is perfect. I thought my life was perfect. I'm like, I have everything. You know, uh, my husband is starting this company. It's going to be very successful. Uh, my kids are doing great in school. Uh, I believe my ministry will start here. Like everything. I, I love living in Orlando. But, you know, Florida is amazing. The beaches. I thought my life was great. I had no idea that everything was about to crash and crumble in a month. And, you know, around that time, we were, yeah, my husband and I were having lunch. And he just decides that he is going to share his newfound faith with me in a way that will persuade me. So he goes in this and is sharing his, the, everything that he has learned about evolution and that there is no God and all these evidence and everything. And he's a brilliant man and he's very articulate. So he did a really good job. Like he really did. For some, If somebody doesn't have a very strong faith, they were like, wow, you really have this figured out. This makes sense. So for about 20 minutes, he shared everything with me, like really hoping that I would agree with him. And I was very sweet. I mean, the Lord just gave, gave me grace to love him, you know, during his journey. And I mean, I really loved him, you know, and just gave me this grace to really understand and have compassion for him. So I listened to him and I said, sweetie, you're brilliant. That, you know, I can see that you put a lot of time and effort in, in understanding, you know, this. And it makes sense. But here's the thing. I have encountered the real living God. And I know that I know that I know that he is real. And there's nothing that no one can say or do to convince me that God is not real. And, and I said, all I can do is just pray. I, my prayer for you is that one day you will encounter him. And that all this logic, all this knowledge will will just crumble, will just fall to the ground when you encounter the living right. God and his majesty and his glory. And he, and he is amazing. Well, he he looked at me with just like this disgust. Like he was disgusted. And he was like, how can I be married to such an ignorant person? And it was like that. Like a month later, it was it. You know, he had made his decision. It was final. You know, he, he asked for the divorce. He left to Atlanta and never looked back. And I was absolutely shocked, distraught. Like, it's like a rug had, I actually was sitting on this chair right now when he gave me that news. And I felt like a rug got pulled from underneath me. And there was this, this dark, deep hole. But at that moment that I was about to sink into that hole, it's like the hand of God just caught me. And he was like, I'm not letting you go. You're in the palm of my hand. And this journey of healing and trusting the Lord and and just really it took me into a place that I I would have never gone with the Lord if this had not happened. And again, it's attitude. How we respond to a trial, to a storm, to a tribulation, it determines the amount of our blessing. The size of our blessing is determined when we go through a test when we go through a trial so the lord really helped me um and, and he was so close because i allowed him to be he kept my heart soft 
I, I didn't turn, I didn't go into bitterness and anger and resentment. I, I was in complete shock, but the Lord um, just really helped me love him through it. And our fight is not against flesh and blood. And it really, I understood that concept before, but really seeing that, I was like, I'm going to love him through it because I know that because he rejected Christ, now he has you know, the demonic operating in his life and he is miserable. And so I had compassion for him. So even though he was being very ugly, you know, to me, um, I just loved him through it. Like, really, it's incredible, John. It took three years. I fought for my marriage for three years. And in those three years, I have, I had, I, I had nothing but nice things to say to him. And and that's truly just the Lord that did it. I, I don't even take credit for it. It was just really the Lord that gave me the grace, the compassion, the love, the, to, the courage to just really be kind and loving to him throughout. So this must have been like scary. I mean, I mean, not only like, oh, you know, your heart was devastated, but I imagine like you haven't been working. So... I imagine like you're worried about finances. Like I'm trying to put myself in your place. You know, what am, what, what am I going to do? Like, how did you deal with that? Like, uh, what, how did God direct you once the divorce happened and, you know, bringing you to where you are now? Well, um, finally the Lord, you know, after three years fighting for my marriage, the, you know, I really felt released that I did everything I could to fight for this marriage. And the divorce was finalized and at the end of last year. And I was given a, a sum of money, like a, a divorce settlement. And I was like, okay, Lord, it's, you know, it's, it's a good chunk of money to do something now, but it cannot last me for the rest of my life. But this is an opportunity for me to start something, start a business, to invest. What do I do? And I really had no idea it's not like I had this business idea that I always wanted to do and if I only had money you know I really had no idea what to do um so I just I would be in prayer and and also talking to people and one friend said invest in gold because the U.S. currency is going down and we, you should invest in gold and that just did not sit well with me because I kept thinking about the parable of the talents and it if, if I invested in gold and I just bought a bunch of gold and I hid it here in my house or in a bank or somewhere, to me, it's like burying that talent. And it just didn't, you know, it just did not sit well with me. I was like, I want to use it for your glory and I want to multiply, Lord. And the Lord just started showing me because I had joined a new church, Nations Church, that is part of Daniel, Daniel Kalinda, uh, part of CFAN, Christ for All Nations, they had started this church. And Christ for All Nations, they raised up evangelists uh, to to take the gospel to all nations. But it, it for the, you know, for like 40 years, they concentrated in Africa, but now it's really all nations. And they are bringing evangelists from all over the world to be trained here. And, and also this church, Nations Church, brought people from all over to live here 
And the housing market in Orlando is crazy. I mean, everybody wanted, wants to move here after COVID, you know, because we have an amazing, you know, governor. Um, so people have been moving here and, and making rent really expensive, hard to get in, you know, hard to get in an apartment. And people were moving here by faith. And I would just see the struggles because, you know, people would post on the Facebook group for the church. And I just saw this need for housing. And the Lord just put in my heart to invest in real estate, to invest in homes, that it would be ministry houses. So I was like, okay, I, I got first, the first one I got was a, it, it is a condo. Um, it's, it was brand new. Nobody ever lived there. And they have three bedrooms. And the way that it worked out, it's three ladies from Nations Church that are missionaries that um, that either, you know, serve the church or have their own ministry. And because of, of, you know, the mission work, because of what they're doing for the Lord, they cannot qualify for a regular apartment because they don't have the income, you know, they don't, you know, three times as much. And, and they, so what I did was I didn't do an application because I know them. They're my friends from church. And, you know, I charged them a thousand dollars a room and that includes, you know, all the expenses and they love it. They take such good care of, of my house. And to them, it's a huge blessing because it's less than what they would be paying if they got their own place. And it doesn't, we, you know, we have a lease, but it doesn't have all the, the same requirements than a regular lease. And so to, so so that it was a way of here, it's more than paying for the expenses, it's providing for me, but it's also being a blessing to them. And it, it worked out so well, then the Lord put in my heart to do a harvest house, a house for the evangelists. They're coming from all over the world. These are men and women. They're so radical for Christ that they sell their houses, they, they quit their jobs, they leave their families, everything to come here for three months to be trained and then go to Africa and, and do their initiation trip and then go all over the world doing crusades. And when they come here, they're having to stay in Airbnb and it's like crazy expensive. And they don't know what area of Orlando, like Orlando, you have some good areas and some really bad areas. And the Lord just put in my heart to provide a home where it's like a home away from home. And he led me to this beautiful neighborhood that, um, and I got a house with six bedrooms and, and each, you know, and he, he even uh, highlighted uh, a couple from church that have gone through this program and they, uh, one is, you know, the husband is full time, you know, doing crusades and that, you know, that kind of, uh, evangelistic work and the, and the lady works for nation church. And they, so they live there full time in the master bedroom, but they, they're now the house posts where now the house is full of evangelists from all over the world, from Finland, from Estonia, South, South Africa, and in different states of America. We have a Filipino and, um, so we have nine evangelists. Yes. We have nine, um, evangelists at the Harvest House right now. And, and they're like a family, a community. And they love it so much. You know, Samuel from Estonia, he tells everybody we have the, we're staying at the best house because he, it's, 
It's so beautiful. It's clean. It has this home environment. The presence of the Lord is there. So it's a ministry home. And, and again, I, I charge a thousand dollars a room. So it's again, so 6,000. So between my two homes, that's 9,000. Look how the Lord is multiplying. Right. For me. You know, I, I find, I find this fascinating because you didn't just like invest in real estate. Um, you, you saw a problem, you know, and I, I, I think, um, a lot of people aren't having that mindset and they aren't getting the returns that they think they're going to get with whatever venture they're getting into because they're not solving a problem. You know, they're, uh, an exchange of value has to happen. That's the way market works. I, I believe that's the way the kingdom works. Um, you know, we worship God. Exchange of value. David wouldn't even sacrifice to God if he didn't pay for the calf. You know, like someone was trying to give him a free, a free animal to sacrifice to God. He goes, no, 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 I have to pay for it. Like there needs to be an exchange of value. And so like you, um, you saw a unique need and you saw that there were people who had money who were willing to pay, but they just couldn't find because of their situation. They couldn't find a place. And so you bought real estate and solved that problem. So it wasn't just saying, oh, I'm going to buy real estate. It was like you saw this problem and you solved it and, um, for the listeners out there, have that mindset. If you're going into business, if you're going into any type of investment, look for problems that you could solve. Um, it It's a great way to make money. And I also wanted to point out that, you know, I think a lot of people think of business, they think because of the movies and everything that it's this, you know, sexy thing. Like you need, it needs to be tech. It needs to be software. And uh, it doesn't uh, look for what people need. It may be boring, but it makes lots of money. You know, um, I was talking to this one guy uh, and he started this company where he he's helping restaurants uh, with their appliances. And um, he found a better way for them to 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 uh maintain their appliances but after you know because he got into this industry he saw that there um is a need in that industry um uh, appliance repairmen and he was telling me john you know, like these appliance repairmen the the average age is like high 40s he says none of these young people are getting into it um uh, it's like a dying breed right um, because it's not sexy, right? But he said, John, like the need is so much that these appliance repairmen are not even giving good customer service because they know that they're needed. They're like, they could treat the customer however they want, you know, good luck trying to find somebody else, right? But he goes, if if I were a young person, I would learn the skill how to um, um, fix appliances and maintain them and even if you gave just mediocre service, you would be better than what they're getting there. And you could be a young person in your 20s, early 20s, and make six figures easy just because the need is there. And so like, uh, the reason why I'm mentioning this is because I'm trying 
I, I believe God wants to open your eyes. I believe he wants to open your eyes to problems. Look for problems, and they may not be flashy, but they're real problems. And if you can find a way to solve these problems, it's a good business to have. Yeah, and and also, I believe that right now, there's such an anointing for business because the Lord does not want his children begging for bread. He wants his children to thrive. So many prophets have been talking about the wealth transfer, you know, transferring the wealth from the wicked to the righteous. Um, and I do believe that we have crossed the uh, crossed over into this new era that the Lord is just pouring his spirit more and more. Like we can tap into his presence uh, in a, I feel like, you know, before I feel like people had to just like, we had to like really fast and pray. And now like he, you know, it's like he's so close and he's so present. Things that used to be so hard before, I believe that now um, we, he is closer than ever before. Um, And I do believe that right now there is an anointing for entrepreneurship that the Lord wants to bless people with. He, there, he, he is raising up the remnant. He's been since COVID. I believe that COVID, uh, the Lord didn't didn't create COVID, but He allowed it to happen because He needed a shaking. He allowed it to happen because He needed to shake everything that could be shaken because his, the church needed to be awakened and the church needed to be shaken so that He could separate the sheep from the goat. He, you know, who is with me, who is for me, and if you're not for me, then you're against me. So. He is like raising up who who who's the bride? Who's the bride of Christ? And he has been cleaning our dress because he wants a spotless bride. So he's been showing spots in our dresses that he needed to clean because he needs a spotless bride. So as he is raising up this army of remnant, he he needs us to also uh be able to uh I I, I believe to create wealth so so that we're not dependent on the wicked. So God wants us to step out in faith and start businesses by faith, just one step at a time. Just, you know, like like I shared with birthday blessing, you don't need to know everything or even anything. You just say yes, and then you start finding the experts and you start asking questions. And, and there are people, I, you know, you will be surprised with how people are willing to help you especially if it's something they're passionate about, you know, they're willing to help you. So I, I do believe that everything is being changed right now. Like there's so many shaking more to come. You know, we hear all the time, you know, about, you know, food shortages, you know, about the banking industry, the, you know, crashing, finance, all of this stuff. So I do believe that the Lord wants us to, uh, to, to really have this ability to tap into a wealth that is supernatural. But we have to, just like Noah, okay? So when Noah created, when God said, build an ark, you know, he, Noah had no idea what a boat was. It was, you know, like, it, like I, I, I don't, I don't know, like if he knew like it, what this was, and never knew what rain was for sure, but build this ark that is like huge. And, and then he said, uh, I'm going to bring the animals, you know, two by two. You, 
Noah didn't go chasing the animals. He didn't go chasing all these chickens and all these stuff to put inside the, you know, the ark. God brought them. So I just feel right now there is such an anointing to build a business. And then God will bring the customers. God will bring the suppliers. God will bring the helpers. God will bring the employees. God will bring it all together if you will just seek him and really trust him in the process. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So don't don't come with arguments of why this is not going to work. Because I like you said, that I believe that there's going to be such a favor of the Lord if we do everything onto him. If we work hard, we do it with excellence and we glorify his name, we dedicate it to him, his favor will be upon it. He has the ability to bring the, you know, cause referrals, bring the customers, make your social media posts go viral, do the marketing for you better than any marketing agent could do if you will just trust him and build it. And, you know, and just trust God that when he removes a job and if you got laid off and if something didn't work out, if a door got shut, thank God for it because, you know, pray Isaiah twenty two twenty two and Revelation 3, 7, that Jesus is the, is the one who opens the doors that no man can shut, but he also shuts doors that no man can open. So quit crying about the door that got shut because he has a new door. And that's what happened in my life. You know, after three years of standing for my marriage, um, the Lord is like, that door is shut. And now I'm going to give you a new one. And the Lord connect, you know, just highlighted to worship this amazing man that is everything I ever prayed for. He loves the Lord. You know, I was in deep, deep worship and somebody bumped in me and I just saw this man. It wasn't him who bumped in me, but I did have to bump John from the Hallmark movie. <laughs> oh, I told her that when she told me the story, I saw that sounds like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> and and I saw this man and I was like, who is this that worships the Lord like this? And um, it has definitely a process. Uh, but now uh, I can see that the Lord had shut that door because he doesn't want us to be unequally yoked. He doesn't want us to be in a relationship, in a job, in a situation where it's not what God has for us. He has the best for us. He, so if it's not, you know, if God is leading you out of a situation, just allow the Lord. Your attitude is everything. I feel like the reason why I'm receiving such a huge blessing right now is because uh, of my attitude, how I loved my enemy, I would, you know, would say because the enemy was, you know, really attacking me in that time that, you know, they, but so loving, you know, my ex-husband during that time, it, I feel like I passed so many tests because of my attitude and trusting the Lord that now I got, I'm being blessed with the most amazing man. That is everything I ever pray. He loves the Lord. He's, you know, he is an entrepreneur. He is a businessman. Um, and and so much more. I think I want to change the word attitude for my personal life because it's more than just attitude. It's kind of uh, words kind of sometimes get cliche and they lose their power. Really, what happens when someone like puts on a good attitude is they open up their spirit to believe, right? They open up their spirit and heart to faith, 
and to hope. So basically what you're doing is you are, you are, when you put on a good attitude, really what you're doing it is you're agreeing with what, what, with, with the hope that is available to you. You know, like the Bible says, Paul, I think it was Paul, he said, hold on to the hope that you affirm. So you could agree with the bad report or you could agree that God has a way out. And this life is hard. And there are things that happen to us that aren't God's will. But if we put on a good attitude, if we open up our spirit to hope and faith, then possibilities start to happen. You open your life up to possibilities. Instead of agreeing with the enemy that your life is over, instead of agreeing with the enemy that you are rejected, you are saying, yeah, I feel this way, but you know what? I'm going to decide I'm going to agree with God here, even though I'm not feeling it. And then God does something incredible. He starts working things out for our good. Even the bad stuff, like turn out for our good. But we have to put on faith. We have to open that door for God to move in. I just want to thank you so much. It has been an honor to have you on my podcast and to tell your story. I love stories and I love that you got to tell that your story is on on my podcast and it's going to encourage other people. Uh, John, this was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. This is my first time really doing a podcast like this and you make me feel so comfortable and welcome. And I am just really encouraged by how um, you're able to take my story and just really apply to every listener. So you do an amazing job. So it was really just an amazing experience. So thank you so much for having me here. Hey, I hope you liked the show. If you got something from it and want to bless me back, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and also subscribe to my channel. If you want to connect with me on social media, my Instagram is at kingdom.moves. I pray that God gives you hope and that you step into everything he's got planned for you. Peace. Peace.